Frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. And today we are joined by Mikey again from Scare Track, who's our Hello. guest host, or, or should I call him the ghost host, perhaps? <laughs> I like that, I like it. <laughs> our spooktacular uh, ghost host there. Uh, also joined by Brett from Theme Parks by Brett. Hello Hi, Brett. Ryan, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, and today we're going to be talking about Theme Park Myths. That's right, Theme Park Myths, it's back, baby. It's back, baby. So, there you go. Uh, Theme Park Myths. Are we going to edit music into that? I feel like Theme Park Myths, it's back, baby, and there should have been some cool music. Are you doing that, or are we leaving? Um, Yeah, we'll have a bit of cool music. Uh, Okay, good. Just wanted to double check that. I think that would be... (laughs) Because cool. if not, then this is a pointless conversation. But but I think we should keep it in anyway. I might just keep this conversation as well, and it's it's kind of like meta then, isn't it? Super yeah. meta, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, you know, we're we're basically like Rick and Morty. We yeah, we, we talking... know we exist, and 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 that's fine. Yeah, because we're talking about the thing that we're going to edit about the thing that people are going to hear that we don't hear because it doesn't exist yet. But we're talking about it, and they're hearing us talking about it. It's mind blowing stuff. It's it, it's mind bottling. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we did an episode called Theme Park Myths. Um, well, almost a year ago now. Uh, maybe I don't know. April, March last year. It's probably one of our most consumed episodes. I would say in terms of you know listeners and how long people have listened for the percentages, etc. So why don't we just do another episode, you know? <laughs> so here we are again with, with theme park myths. Again, it's going to be around Robin. I've got some myths. Uh, Mikey's brought some myths, although I'm slightly worried because he, he's told me that he's gone off on a bit of a weird tangent with them. So I guess we'll discover those can together. It, can it be any weirder than Sam's myth about the black hole last time round, in where he it suggested can't, can't <laughs> that you go so fast on the black hole that your teeth glow white. And he had no <laughs> idea that UV lights existed. UV lighting. <laughs> wow. Mine aren't that bizarre. Mine aren't actually that bizarre at all, to be fair. They just have a theme. Um, and, you know, as I'm from the Scare Trap podcast, I've gone for a slightly spookier oh. and scare style theme to nice. my theme park myths. I'm excited. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Okay, so um, let's not talk rubbish for too long, because let's just mention that we've we've just come off recording a news episode. This is more meta information, which you'll have probably potentially already listened to, but I haven't actually edited it yet. So if you're listening to this, I haven't edited it yet, but you've potentially already listened to it. I mean, it's just getting crazy. Mind, Mind blown. I, it's amazing. I How do we do it? I don't know. It's like it's like time travel. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Okay, so um, mm, who do we start with? So come on then, Brett. Give us your first theme park myth. Okay, so I was struggling. I couldn't find many. Um, I've been working quite a lot, and then literally last night, someone commented a thing about the Nemesis logo. Now. I'm sure this gets brought up every single time we do a podcast. I absolutely adore Nemesis. And if there is anything I know about anything about theme parks, it's about the Nemesis logo. So what they'd said was actually that the, uh, you know, the newer logo that's kind of a bit more slick. Someone posted a photo of that on a key ring and said, uh, when was this key ring around? Now, someone commented saying, oh, that will have been from 2004 because the logo got changed when Nemesis Inferno was built. So it had been 2003, 2004 time. Um, and then I actually thought, oh, wait a second. I, I think I used to think that myself. And, and yeah, I, very much like how the uh, Nemesis soundtrack, in terms of it having the full story read by Tom Baker, there's a myth about the fact that that used to uh, play around the actual site of Nemesis. It never did. Um, this is another Nemesis myth that I just stumbled across just last night where the original Nemesis logo got changed in 2003 along to match the brand of Nemesis Inferno. And actually, that's not true at all. Um, it turns out that, that it was changed around kind of oblivion time, uh, 98, 99. Uh, so... It's it's a weird thing. And you know what I think the reason is for this? And, and if you guys have actually thought of this before, then maybe you have your own reasons for thinking it. But I think that people wanted a scapegoat for changing what was an incredible logo and brand for Nemesis. And that they kind of hated a little bit on Nemesis Inferno because lots of people say that it's you know maybe not quite as good as, as the original. Um, so I think they used it as a scapegoat to kind of explain the reason that the Alton Towers would change this incredible retro blood splatter logo um, for a fairly boring one. Um, so yeah, yeah that's, that's my myth number one, is that the, the Nemesis logo did not change with Inferno. It changed a, a good uh, five or six years before that. It changed in 2019... No, start again, Michael. It changed in 1999. Yes, that's when it first appeared on the map. That was it, yeah. Yeah, 1999, um, back when Alton Towers was obsessed with making everything in a bubble. Bubble. So the logo oh, was the really bubbles. large in the middle and it disappeared around the side of a bubble. Um, yes, yes. Because, um, yeah, I was, I was just thinking, oh, it's got to be around that time when you say Oblivion. And, yeah, the year Oblivion opened, obviously, ninety eight. it still had its old retro looking yes. logo and then the year of ugland 99 
is when it was changed. Hmm. Who knows why? No, this is the thing, and I I would love to know the reason. Um, with a lot going on with Nemesis in the coming years, maybe we'll have the opportunity to ask someone the question. Maybe uh, maybe someone in marketing has has the uh, answer to the question. Why did you change such a good logo and make it rubbish? Um, not that I'm sour about it at all or anything. No, I think it's fine. I still I still like the new one. Um, but then again, I'm probably just used to it. I don't think I think there's 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 worse logos out there. Like, oh you know, yeah, the new the new Lightwater Valley one. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I um I, I have a I have such a thing for like font that Parks uses use and their style of park map and things like that. And so I can totally see where you're coming from. The the original logo was and is still epic. Yeah, there's not many logos out there that you that you know it's a, a roller coaster and its logo looks like a splat of blood, um, and there was actual blood stains on the track. It, it's just, it's so cool. Uh, you just don't see stuff like that anymore. I tell you which logo I'm enjoying at the moment. <laughs> if we're talking about enjoying logos, <laughs> <laughs> I really like the industrial look of the Velocicoaster logo because I know it's really simple. But I just enjoy that kind of industrial look. It just feels quite intimidating. I think the way that it looks. So yeah, I get that. I enjoy that. That's that's one logo I'm enjoying. Um, so Brett, I, I'm not entirely sure whether that's a myth or it's just a way of you trying to air some grievances from some internet arguments. <laughs> but you know, um, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, I it's think it's a, a, a it's more of a misconception, I think, than a myth. Um, a clarification, if you will. Yeah, very much like how the story used to play when it, in fact, didn't. Um, it's 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 very much like that. Where where I think we were we're all trying to to air our grievances and blame Nemesis Inferno, but sadly, we can't do that. We'll just have to let it stand on its own awful legs. <laughs> Fair enough, Mikey. Over to you. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Uh, I've got three. Which one do I go with first? Let, let's go with the one, the most topical one, really. Um, because, well, yeah. We'll, well, we'll do like um, a round robin. So just give us one, and yeah. then I'll give one, and then we'll we'll go around the circle like that. We're, we're sharing and caring on this podcast. I'm, I'm just, I just don't know which one to go with first, though. Well, um, go, with, go with the least interesting one, because ooh, then okay. the listeners will think, oh, my God, I've got to carry on listening to this podcast in order okay. to get Mikey's most interesting myth. Wow. I'll, I'll tell you. Top I'll tip I'll from the tell podcast you. master right there. I do like that. I do like that. I probably This is probably my least interested because lots of people do already know it. Um, I'm keeping it topical, and like I say, I'm from Scare Tracks, so we've got to th- keep things on the spooky, scary side of things. But it's the myth of Cloggy, uh, the ghost at uh, oh. the Blackpool Pleasure Beach ghost train. So, in case anyone doesn't know, uh, the uh, ghost train at Blackpool Pleasure Beach is a dark ride. It opened in 1930 um, as a single-deck pretzel ride, but was rebuilt and designed uh, as a a double-deck in 1936. and then it was it was the uh, first to use the name Ghost Train as well. So there's already lots of um, lots and lots of uh, history there. Um, 
And um, what's pretty cool is that it also has its own ghost story uh, about Cloggy. So basically, the myth goes that there was a long time uh, ride up who used to wear clogs, hence the name Cloggy. He's since passed away and now he haunts the ride. Um, thoughts are that he haunts the, I think, I believe it's the last room where it's the three. Uh, skeletons on bicycles going around in circles um they it was even on uh most haunted live uh in its own episode in 2004 so there we go that's my first myth uh it's cloggy at blackpool pleasure beach now i do have a question about this one um i have started working lots in the paranormal investigation side of things that is my current new job um so uh, the building I used to, the, the building that I'm currently working at, um, had most haunted go to that building, um, and I have now learned, as most people know, uh, most haunted was not real. So do doesn't we, surprise me. Uh, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Uh, bef- yeah, most haunted was was not real at all. It was purely entertainment based, um, and uh, hence why when most haunted were at the building I was at. Uh, I couldn't go anywhere near the place. Um, so because of that, my question is, and I don't know if you've got the answer to it, um, was Cloggy a thing before Most Haunted? Are we aware of that? Or was it almost... I believe so. Oh, okay. Um, I, I believe it, it's been um, it's been a story for years and years. I mean, I my Blackpool Pleasure Beach knowledge isn't up there with the likes of my Orton Towers knowledge, potentially. Um so, and I only really went once or twice as a kid, and I've only really been more so now I'm a, an adult in the last sort of five to eight years. So, um, I want to say yes, and I'm you've, sure there's You've been an adult much longer t- than that, by the way. True. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's how long I've been going to Pleasure Beach. Um, so, yeah, um, we've probably got listeners saying, let us know. Um, put it in the uh, comments below, guys. Uh, did you know about Cloggy? pre-2004 um i'm pretty certain he has been i'm pretty certain he's been a, a bit of a myth for years and years that's good i'm i'm, I'm glad of that because i i've been i'm 100 percent sure back when i was a little bit obsessed with most haunted as a kid um that i definitely went round the ghost train and 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 shouted out for cloggy maybe more than once i don't know if that's a memory i've just made up or not but it's embarrassing either way. Oh. So Oh, you gotta do it. Cloggy. Hello, <laughs> Cloggy. Like he's a dog. Yeah, I mean I have to admit when you go in through the, the, the Trommel tunnel, that's right, that's what it's called, isn't it? Trommel tunnel. Yeah. You might get that. That's it. Love a trommel. Love a trommel. Yeah, you see Blackpool Pleasure Beach can make it work, but Alton Towers can't, you know. Um I always think when you go in through the Trommel tunnel, I always think you get a bit of a chill then. And then you always get a bit of a chill. You know, when you go into the Iron Maiden room, that I like to call it, get a bit of a chill down there. I but know what you mean, yeah. That could just be because that's the exit to the to the ride, maybe. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that could just that's be just where the, the door... <laughs> that's where the air comes in. <laughs> and, <laughs> I always, and, then, and then when it's raining, I sometimes get a little bit of wetness on my head. And uh, that must be cloggy as well. It's parallel. I f- anyway, I thought Cloggy was confirmed by Derek Akora. I mean, you know, I f- I thought we knew about it now, and it it was yeah legit. Oh yeah, well well, D- Derek Akora wasn't um 
wasn't real either. I don't... I feel like I'm making serious enemies right now because my current job is literally designing and running a haunted hotel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't make don't make enemies with Derek Akora. I mean, you know, you're gonna have problems, aren't you? What's what's that, Sam? Is who's that, Sam? Is that Cloggy oh, Sam? He didn't have Sam. That's... Sam left him. That that was a Sam whole, left that him. was a whole thing. He's obviously not alive anymore. God God rest his soul. Um, uh, but he uh, no, he, yeah, Sam what, left him what? before before he passed away. Sam left him. Yeah, that's that's heartbreaking. It, it is, yeah. And did you also know that Sam was like an Arabian dude? I thought it was meant to be an American Indian for some was reason. It? Oh, I've definitely seen photos of him with a turban on. Okay. Uh... What, what I'm saying <laughs> think is, I've... we can't take Derek Akora's <laughs> word for whether Cloggy exists or not. No, fine. You just spoiled my childhood, but. <laughs> Oh. But but just to clarify though, uh, you know, semantics. Most haunted is real. It was a program that existed. It wasn't. You made it up. <laughs> but maybe some of the stuff, you know, maybe it wasn't so real. Maybe. But I used to always enjoy watching the live broadcast. I loved I didn't it. Really, the live broadcasts were like the best ones. I thought so. I, I'd be, I'd still be happy to watch them now. The the normal kind of day to day ones, not so much, um, but the live ones, yeah, loads of fun. Still, still do it. Why not? Okay, so uh, my myth then, which kind of nicely links into what you've been talking about there, Mikey, is that the haunted mansion, uh, specifically, uh, probably the one in California, actually has human remains within the ride and within the grounds. So yeah, I have heard this myth about the human remains in rides at Disney parks before. Am I right in saying that there was also a similar myth in a Pirates of the Caribbean ride where there was like a human skeleton? Yeah, but... Yeah, I need to look into that because I have it in the back of my head that that was actually true because... Walt Disney wanted to use like a real skeleton or something, but it might equally be just a nonsense myth that goes around, to be honest. But as I understand it, it, even though a lot of people do say there is true that there are human remains, there aren't actually any human remains within the haunted mansion, you'd be pleased to know. However, semi-confirmed in a way, um, because people still do year after year, take ashes onto the ride and they will scatter the ashes what they'll do is e-stop the ride and then they have to do like a kind of deep clean or like a big hoover maybe they borrow the big hoover from valhalla maybe i, I don't know um <laughs> it's the and, big big henry it's a big henry and um yeah they'll give it like a really good hoover so i guess in a way there probably are there may well be small particles but then again there probably is anyway because everyone sheds skin all the time um you know news news alert um you're always shedding skin particles all the time so i guess in a way it's kind of semi-confirmed um you know there's, there's bits of people in there but maybe just very small bits i can confirm after just doing a little bit of research uh, i found an article on uh, InsideTheMagic.net that uh, does confirm that there was a human skull in Pirates of the Caribbean, um, which I think is still there. It was donated by the cadaver labs of the UCLA University in LA. Uh, um, yeah. 
so yeah, that's on the back of what looks like a, a bed with a red kind of backboard. But yeah, that that's a that's a real skull right there. Yeah. So we so what we're talking about is the original Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously, out with the one in uh, Anaheim. Uh, because I, I don't know, it, I, don't, I don't Pirates of the Caribbean didn't open with the park, but it was quite an early on attraction. So it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that sixties, early seventies, you know it would be acceptable to use human remains in a ride, I guess. Um, and, and why not? So, yeah, so, um, you know, semi-confirmed about the Haunted Mansion, I guess. I, I don't know if you guys have any other views on that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, the, it's very common that, that people scatter ashes there, so I, I guess in, in that respect there are. I want my ashes to be scattered there now. Didn't know where it was before, now it's there. Thank you. What, right now? Right, God. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm logging off. <laughs> I, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, I'm, everyone, I'm okay. Thank you, though. I'm okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. I'm. I'm glad to hear that. did unclick and I did scream very, very, very loud to the point that there were people who didn't know we'd gone on the ride when we came off and went, oh, you were an ice blast. I was like, yeah, how do you know? They went, we, we heard. I feel like everyone who's slightly chabby has a similar story. Um, okay, Brett, let's, let's hear another myth from you. Now, this is a fairly generalised myth. And I had a conversation with my girlfriend recently where she said she was on the runaway mine train. Uh, and I quote, the restraint opened up and she had to hold it down all the way around, holding her little sister in um, for dear life. And it got me thinking that actually... I don't think I know anyone that doesn't either have the direct story themselves or know someone who has had their restraint fully open on a ride and they've had to hold it down for dear life or been stuck on the top of oblivion, you know, and and their restraints opened up and they've nearly fallen to their death. And I I was thinking, yeah, most people have one of these stories. Um, And if any of them were true... Roller coasters probably wouldn't exist. I feel like everyone who's slightly chavvy has a similar story. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to turn it into a stereotype thing, but but. Oh, I'm doing but, it. I'm yeah, stereotyping okay. it. You hear it in the queue lines every time Alton Towers. If someone says something like that, I'm looking round and I'm seeing a Burberry cap. Always Burberry cap. Simples. Yeah. So, do you Do you think it could actually be like a kind of shared psychosis, maybe <laughs> that? Maybe. Everyone has that story. I mean, I don't. Well, I don't think I have that story. Although, <laughs> the only thing I would add is that uh, last time I went on. Well, actually, the first time I went on Shockwave, actually, I I wasn't entirely sure whether I was restrained or not because <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and it's probably in fact it's the only stand-up coaster that I've I've been on. Um, so. I was kind of holding the restraint. I was I was holding on to the restraint because I'm thinking I'm not sure if I'm in this or not. 
I mean, I, I obviously was, but because I was because it felt so unfamiliar, the whole setup and the situation that you're in, and it felt so weird. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I could say that I had that story, but I guess you know it also it's not true. So so there you go. I kind of have that story a little bit. Yeah, I I, I was talking to you guys earlier about about this uh, last year. I went to Pleasure Beach and went on Ice Blast and about halfway up or at the top, my restraint clicked just one, you know, when it's between clicks on the ratchet system of some sort, um, it did unclick and I did scream very, very, very loud to the point that there were people who didn't know we'd gone on the ride when we came off and we went, oh, you were on Ice Blast. I was like, yeah, how do you know? They went, we, we heard. Um... And, and yeah, that I can understand how maybe in some people's minds that little click or maybe a slight judder in the restraint system of some sort sends your kind of imagination running wild, especially when you don't maybe understand all of the safety aspects of a roller coaster. Um, you don't understand the redundance kind of the, the redundancies of a restraint system and how they all work. And then you go home and watch Final Destination and go, oh my God, that happened to me earlier. Um, so I can see how this sort of generalised myth that everyone has a story of, oh, was did my restraint come undone? And the, the, the difference is is that most people are, are like 100% certain. And if you question it on them, when you say, hey, no, roller coasters are really safe. Trust me, I kind of know a thing or two about roller coasters. Um, but you're fine. You're more likely to die in a bucket of water. You, you'll be all right. Um and they're like, no, 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 trust me. I was on Oblivion. I nearly fell to my death. I'm like, uh, but I'd have heard about it on the news. So it's 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 an interesting one. And, and yeah, I think it's to do... The mirror would have been all over that. Oh, easily. Easily. Um, but I know what you're saying, though. I've heard it. I have, I've totally heard that in queue lines over the years. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, I think it's just one of those stories that, carries a bit of a cachet i think i once had someone at work tell me that they went on colossus and then the restraint came off just as they were about to go into the into the inline twist and then they had to kind of hold it down and hold on to it but i feel like that would be physically impossible like you would actually fall out like i don't think you can just hold on to it it's <laughs> it's like when people say no i won't put in the seat belt i'll just hold on to it well you're going to be in a bad situation. And people <laughs> always do that in foreign taxis. Why? That's the only time you'll do it. Either you're abroad, you're in a taxi, you never, in your own car, you would always put a seatbelt on. But if you're getting in a taxi, oh, it's only down the road, I'll just hold it round me. No, pull it on. It's like Peter Kay said it, the clip's right there. You're two inches away from the clip. <laughs> also, I think if I wanted to fall out of any roller coaster at any point, yeah, you know what? If if I had no option to fall out of a roller coaster, but, a, but I, I had to pick a, a part of a roller coaster, it would be the inline twist of Colossus. 100%. That's a good shout, actually. Right? This is a fun game, isn't it? If you were going to fall from a roller coaster, where would you most like to fall out from? Yeah, because you either want to fall somewhere that, you know, it's just game over. As soon as you hit the ground, it's game over, you're done. You you don't you don't want to have to or this this is dark or you want to you want to mm. go on Colossus fall out on the second inline twist where you've got the netting and you're going at like twenty mile an hour. 
true the netting i'm i'm thinking the netting is the key isn't it yeah. here like rita you could fall out anywhere the place is covered with bloody netting <laughs> the the other thing is uh maybe the bottom of the kamali first drop i mean you are going pretty quickly but you are incredibly close to the oh, ground you're going to hit that You'd fence with so. some speed though You'd be rolling. You'd be rolling like Sonic the Hedgehog, couldn't you? Yeah, that's that's not going to go well, yeah. that one. That would be problematic, true. Oh, oh, and then again, you could maybe come out on the, the Cobra roll. You, you're going to fall into water. Or onto the platform. Oh, well, that, plat- that platform. platform wasn't there last time I went on it. It was... That, that was... That's a new thing. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a thing... Do all V-comers with Cobra rolls have to have... The platform. I think I read that they didn't originally have the platform, but then it was kind of like a new standard. Yeah, I think so. Had... Either that or it, it did. Did it not actually stall at one point? I think. Um, yeah. So I think I that's think why so. it's. I think that happens quite often. It's similar to how, um, uh, if you look at the kind of banked turn on uh, Spinball Wizard at Alton Towers. There's now a massive ladder going up that main support on the on the on the back of it. Uh, that never used to be there until one day it just uh, it stalled. So they had to obviously get a cherry picker to sort it out. Uh, and after that, they put permanent um, ladders up. I am kind of waiting for Icon to stall potentially on the hang time section because sometimes it does it it creeps through. Yeah, a little bit, a bit creepy, you know. If if there's a bit of wind, you know, I've been on it a few times where I thought, oh, oh, no, we're all right. And (laughs) but so I'm just kind of waiting for that to happen. But I suppose if that did happen, I suppose someone could maybe just give it a push. Maybe maybe it won't be too bad. (laughs) But um, maybe I'm kind of waiting for that to happen. But um, yeah. Oh, just as a complete tangent, actually. So when you went to uh, you went to Pleasure Beach um, in the last episode, we talked about you going to Pleasure Beach. We haven't mentioned it in this episode, so I'm just talking rubbish unless you listen to the last episode. But <laughs> Mikey, you went to Pleasure Beach on the weekend. Was yes. there any was there any sign of the Enzo situation? No, nothing, nothing at all. There was um, so they were doing a, a two train operation most weekends, and there was nothing. Uh, to say that anything's different with the trains. Uh, there was no prepping in any queue lines, no signage, no promotion, actually. Actually, yeah, no promotion whatsoever on par. Which you would have thought they would have been like, come back in summer to do this. Um, it is on the park map, though. Yeah. Um, oh, is it? As oh, an okay. upcharge. Yeah. yeah. Have we heard how much the rumour is of an no. upcharge? Rumours, 20 quid. (laughs) Sorry, I choked on my cola bottle. (laughs) That's the rumour. That's the rumour. I've actually seen higher than that because I've seen someone on... this. Some people on Twitter, I think, um, are sort of testing the waters, maybe, and I think one of of the options was £35. Um, That's only five quid cheaper than a ticket to get in. That's mad. Well, what they were... I think... So, I think what the options are... Is do we go for a lower charge as a one-off, or do you get an all-day ticket? So, I think that's maybe what they're toying with. You know, would someone pay? You know, maybe twenty pounds is more realistic, but maybe the twenty pounds is actually added to your ticket, and it's like an all-day thing. So it's not twenty quid once and done. It's twenty quid, 
and you can do it as much as you want. The only problem they're going to have to kind of be careful with is not to sell it to too many people because otherwise you're going to be waiting forever, aren't you, if you sell it to hundreds and hundreds of people. Especially yeah. if it's multiple times as well. And I think, I don't know, would the general public want to do it multiple like us we'd say it's 20 quid and you can do it all day we'd want to get our money's worth because we're enthusiasts and we'd want to do it again and again i, I think it's just a if you would if i was just there just a normal member of the joe public me my missus and my two kids do you know what i mean i don't think you'd want to do that no all day you just want to do it once you might want to do something else you do something else then you do something else you might do it again at the end of the day but I don't know. I, th- I think that's a weird one. I mean, it might be right. I, we were thinking when we were looking that maybe they just took off Speedy Pass to that ride and the Speedy Pass is... Maybe it's like an upgraded Speedy Pass. Mm-hmm. So you can have the usual Speedy Pass, which will get you on X, Y, and Z. Um, it would seem weird not to have their newest coaster on Speedy Pass, I guess. But then you could go, ah, it's not on it. But if you get Platinum Speedy Pass or Absolutely Amazing She's On My Nizzle Speedy Pass, um, then you, I suppose the best one, you can also have Enzo on it. I don't know. Who knows? But there's no room in that. that, It's already a claustrophobic station anyway. Yeah. Um, There's no room for a third queue. I think I would do it once. And then that's it. So if it was £20, I probably won't bother. Because <laughs> even though I really want to do it, I probably... My, my my Yorkshire tightness would just not allow me to open my wallet and, and give someone £20 to do that. That's fair. So. I think because I've got... Because I'm an, uh, one of those nerds with an annual pass now. Um, I never used to have an annual pass to Pleasure Beach, but I found out that I was going there more than Merlin Park. So I got an annual pass on like 90-something quid, which is quite quite a good price. I think because I do, I'd go more regularly because I get my money's worth on that, I'd be more inclined to spend the 20 quid upgrade. But if you are going, you're getting a ticket and you know tickets roughly average around 40 quid Say as if you're going there as a family of four, these parks are already an expensive day out. An extra eighty quid just to do a spinner coaster is a bit too much in my eyes. In a weird way, and this this sounds horrible. Um, if they put it to twenty pound, I hope it fails because because it if yeah. it if it doesn't yeah. fail and it actually does incredibly well, and there are people willing to pay that, that actually gives them incentive to turn the back car on the big one backwards and charge you 20 quid to go on that. They have incentive to maybe even build a new ride and only charge you to go on it. I, I don't want that to be something that we see very often in theme parks. I just don't think that's the way yeah. it should be going. Back, backwards game. backwards on the big one would just be wild. I mean, I, yeah, I just that was completely <laughs> off the top of my head and wow, what an idea. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing and horrible at the same that first time. You already be the flung over. Oh, that would be disgusting. <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. That's uh, make it happen. If not, it. you can Do sit it. backwards on my piece of track in my in my room here, and then yeah, we'll, yeah. I'll Do I'll it. push you off it, and and there you go. That's as good as you're gonna get. <laughs> Can't wait, uh, Mikey. Let's have myth number two from you. Okay, so myth number two 
is again keeping it a little bit spooky spooky um but we're talking scare mazes it's within a theme park so it's still theme park myths mm. um and we're talking about Thorpe Park Resort for their annual Fright Nights event. And um, back in 2013, it had a little bit of an overhaul, didn't it? It had a uh, Lionsgate overhaul. So, of course, we already had uh, Saw Alive. And along with that, we had My Bloody Valentine and Cabin in the Woods debut. Two pretty damn awesome scare mazes, to be fair. Coming in the woods, one of the first uh, free-flow style attractions in the UK, which is pretty cool. Um, and My Bloody Valentine, really intense. Now, returning um, that year was also um, Asylum. Asylum, uh, its last year was 2013, which was the year in which uh, Lionsgate took over. Now, the theme park myth is that Asylum wasn't supposed to return at all in 2013. And that maze was supposed to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. However, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, there's been so many different ones. That it's, it's kind of messy when it comes to who owns what and which logo and which film and yada, yada, yada. Um it the myth, like I say, this is all myth, uh, is that they couldn't get the rights for uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, back in 2013, and then the asylum left in 2014. However, it seems like they created their new style, their own style of Texas Chainsaw Massacre when Creek Freak Massacre came along only a couple of years ago. So. The scope there. But yeah, so the, the myth is that Asylum was supposed to be replaced by um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the 2013 lineup of Fright Nights. That sounds fairly plausible to me, actually. I don't see why they'd have yeah. kept uh, Asylum if they were doing this big kind of Lionsgate overhaul. Yeah, it's sort of like it's always weird with their overhauls because they're they're only ever eighty <laughs> percent because obviously there was this year of twenty thirteen where they still had uh, the asylum. The year um, a few years after that they had the big top there as well, um, which was twenty sixteen when it was still um, the. Um, takeover the um obviously the lion's gate takeover studio 13 as well was a homegrown attraction during that lion's gate takeover takeover and then in more recent years with the walking dead um 2017 to 2019 uh, they've also had their own sort of mixture of attractions there so it's sort of like there's never been a complete overhaul um or, or complete takeover it's always sort of like been 50 percent or 80 percent but um but yeah there we go. Like I say, I don't have any proof on that. And that's why it's more of a myth. Um, but I've had it on pretty decent grounds from multiple semi-reliable sources that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was supposed to happen. Hmm. Yeah, that does sound plausible. That's a good one, that. I like that. There you go. Can Can I tag a random Fort Park potential myth onto this? Uh, hmm. I don't know if you remember when the Swarm was being built and they were kind of teasing what the swarm was going to be called yeah i i i i, I was absolutely convinced that it was going to be a gears of war themed 
uh, roller coaster. Really? And yeah, and <laughs> and everyone kept saying, "Oh, it's going to be a Gears of War," because they I had heard that. I did hear that. Yeah. But the most, the craziest thing was, then they did a teaser of the name, and the only bit of the swarm that they they showed was the war section. I was like, confirmed, it's Gears of War, <laughs> and they, the font is even like Gears of War. And I thought, I definitely, remember. this is happening. This is happening. So I wonder if initially they were going to tie it in because because they'd only recently tied in with you know saw. And Thorpe, I guess, were thinking, oh, you know, what else can we tie in with Gears of War at the time? I think Gears of War 4 or maybe 3 had just been released. I seem to remember, or maybe it was Gears of War 2. But anyway, a Gears of War had just been released. And I thought, this is perfect. Surely this is happening. But no, then it was the Swarm. And I was like, what? <laughs> Where's the Gears of War theme gone? So I don't know. I might have just made that up, but everyone were talking about at the time anyway this is the first i'm hearing of this the one thing that did baffle me uh with the swarms marketing do you remember the lc12 i'm not entirely sure what the whole lc12 thing stood for that was its yeah it was its code name wasn't it yeah but i i remember um there being this massive it was it was only in the enthusiast community but there was a there was this big like facebook campaign where it kind of pitted people against each other uh, and and stuff like that. And I don't know, do either of you remember this? No, I don't, re- I don't remember this one. So it was done by, it was completely fake. It was, it was fake and done on Facebook by some, some guy. I still don't know who it was. But I know I completely fell for it. I know lots of people did. And it got, to the, it got as far as, like, the making groups... Uh, for their own particular teams and i you, you know what i i it's all a bit of a blur because it none of it really made sense but it felt quite real um as an actual kind of marketing technique at the time uh so yeah that's that's another interesting part of the swarm but yeah maybe maybe that was the plan metal metal gear solid was yeah, maybe. I I remember following the development very closely at the time, but um, I don't remember that, but it's very possible it could have happened. Right, so my final myth, carried on with the Disney theme, is that Disney planned to build a villain's kingdom. So it would have been called the Dark Kingdom, Disney's Dark Kingdom. So this would have been basically... A villain's version of the Magic Kingdom. And this was going to be a new uh, gate, a new park at Orlando, at Disney World. Uh, And the idea was that there would be, you know, different rides and attractions based on villains. And the whole thing would be dedicated to villains. So this is a common myth and something that people talk about. Is, Is a Dark Kingdom something that would attract you to go to Disney World and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, spend a whole day in, do you think, just just dedicated to villains? I would personally say yes. However, I don't think Disney executives would. I, I think they obviously cater for families and obviously families would enjoy the villain side of things too, but um, we've already seen them draw back a little bit on... You know the slightly scarier attractions like Snow White. Um, they've already kind of turned those back a notch. So 
to think that they would go all out on an entire park based on that doesn't seem very likely. But I have heard this myth before, and I was, until now, fairly sure it was something that just never happened, but was definitely talked about. No, so where the myth has actually come from is that I believe in the Magic Kingdom, they did plan to build um, like a villain's tower. Um, So they would have built like a villain's tower... I don't know if it would have had... There was some talk that would... There has been some concepts that it would be like a water ride, a bit like Splash Mountain maybe, but probably more realistically just like a, a model of something, a bit like how they have the, the, the tower from Tangled that you can you can just about see. I like how in the Magic Kingdom, the only area dedicated to Tangled is the toilets. <laughs> There's some Tangled-themed toilets. Yeah. So if you like Tangled, you know, check out those toilets. Uh, <laughs> and also they have the Tangled Tower with the false perspective, and it's it's pretty cool if you, if you can find it. But yeah, that's where it came from. So there was an idea to have a bit of a villain section in the park. The only thing I would say is that Disney kind of make their villains kind of campy when you meet them so like i met gaston uh i queued up for about you know 45 minutes to meet gaston and gaston is probably my favorite disney character and he's probably one of the best meet and greets but he's kind of like really fun to meet so it'd be interesting because i don't know if they would necessarily make the park scary i think it would kind of be like making fun out of the villains so can you imagine having rides where so imagine having like gaston's drop or something <laughs> so at the end at the end of the film of beauty and the beast obviously gaston uh falls off the tower i, I i'm in the camp that gaston is still alive i, I don't think he, he died in that fall you really the... do like gaston yeah this, this <laughs> you have said the name gaston quite a mm. lot have you yeah, got a Ga- cheeky crush on Gaston. I mean, well, who doesn't? I, but that's besides the point. I, I love Ga- I love Gaston. And the last time uh, I went to Disneyland Paris, I actually um, did some Disney bounding, and I, I went as Gaston. I'm sorry, you did you so did what? Did sorry, Disney bounding. Have you not heard Disney bounding? No, no. You all the, all we were talking about how you have a crush on Gaston, and that you were doing Disney bounding with him. And I I I don't know <clears throat> what those two things are together, but you do you. Right. So. Right, so basically, uh, you're not allowed to dress up in Disney parks, only at like Halloween or something. Right. So you can't dress up as a character. You're not allowed to do that. Um, so what people do now is called bounding, where you basically uh, create a costume, which kind of almost like the colours are going to be the same as the character, but it's not actually a costume. So I wore like big black Doc Martin boots, some like black kind of skinny jeans uh i wore like a red jumper and then i had like this yellow collared shirt that i kind of pulled out so it's like um it was my outfit but it wasn't it's not a costume so that's that's what bounding is and people will go dressed as like alice you know they'll wear like a blue and white dress or something that's kind of similar or they might just have you know some colors that are similar so that's that's Disney bounding. So you know you learn something new every yeah, day. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, and I'm still not entirely sure what the word bounding stands for. Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> it's just the word. It's just, it's just the word that's that's used. It sounds so, like it needs to come with a safe word. <laughs> it really yeah. does. So, yeah. so where we... I, yeah, so we have learned that Ryan has been bounded <laughs> with Gaston wearing a very <laughs> large collar. 
shirt. Yeah, like it, like, a seven, to, like a 70s colour, yeah. He wants to go down Gaston's strut. <laughs> 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 But answering your earlier question, I'd go to a Disney villains park, but similar to Brett, I don't think the masses would. Um, so I think it'd work well as like a like a land, like a, a land in a park, or like a villain's land. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't think it would be a good, like a new gate for them. But that's a pretty cool, that's a pretty cool myth. Surely it's now, you know, with the epic universe, it's, it looks like they're kind of making some progress now. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is the epic universe not a myth? <laughs> no, no. The epic universe is, in fact, confirmed. Oh. Um, it, it just never happened, so I just assumed it was a myth at this point. No, yeah, they, they, Deutrope in 2025, is it? Yeah, they like, even chosen where it's being built yep. yet. Yeah, oh, yeah there is groundwork the and everything. I did not even know yeah. that. Yeah, it's See, we'll have we'll have to do an episode. We need to do an episode on this. But yeah, no, the the bought the land. It's where the Orange Convention Center was. At the but it's it's a bit weird because where Universal's at the top of International Drive, but where Epic Universe is going to be, it's at the bottom of International Drive. So there's a lot of conversation about how that's going to work logistically. Um, International Drive isn't really that big though. You can just get on. You know, and and Universal have shuttle buses all over International Drive. It'll be a bus jobby, won't it? Everyone loves a shuttle bus. Yeah, um, but this is the weird thing that I've never understood about Florida and Orlando. And I guess we'll we'll touch on this when I think we're going to potentially do like an Orlando planning sort of sub, uh, sub sort of episodes or something. And... What I find weird is that Universal are all over Univer- uh, all over uh, International Drive. The i trolley goes up there. They have their own shuttle buses, uh, even to like non-partner hotels. They have their own shuttle buses from the hotels to get to Disney. You've got to get on just a normal bus, change at SeaWorld, and get on another normal bus, and then at some point turn up at Disney. And I don't understand why they don't just have loads of buses at the bottom end of National Drive and just say, come to Disney, why not? I, I don't get it. Like, that is a good point. Like, Disney was the hardest one to get to. It is. It's, it's, you know, the the only thing you can do now is get a, get a taxi. I mean, you can get the Lynx bus, but it, you're just on, like, a normal bus and it takes, it takes like, an hour. So, you know, so anyway, so, <laughs> so Disney need to think about uh you know how do we counteract the epic universe because the epic universe is going to change universal from being a kind of we'll spend a bit of time at universal but we'll mainly go to disney i think when epic universe opens it's going to be we'll probably mainly go to universal and we'll spend a few days at disney and that's a very dangerous position for disney to be in i think you know, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, I've completely forgotten uh, where we are now. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, so okay, so uh, Mikey, I believe that you have saved the best till last. 
your most amazing, most spectacular, most fantastic myth. Let's well, hear it. I quite like this one because you said come up with three myths and I was like I don't really know much about theme parks compared to you guys so although I like to know I I know my fair share but theme park myths what could there be now this is a myth that I'm quite happy to say I have seen come to fruition and be real so um Europa Park I'm a big fanboy and I'm a even bigger fanboy of their Horror Nights event and more recently their Traumatica event since 2017 um and basically uh to give people a very quick uh in a nutshell Traumatica it's a Horror Nights event they have five different mazes sorry my cat just get off my cat just jumped on me from like a great height. I don't even know how it got up there. Sorry. Um, Your cat doesn't like Europa Park. He doesn't. He was. I don't know where he's come from. He was like, <laughs> up, like he's got up on a door frame or something. Sorry. Do you want me to start that bit again? I do apologise. No, it's fine. Go okay. <laughs> so just okay. So Europa Park. There are five different factions. Um, they have um, shadows, the pack, ghouls, uh, resistance, um, and the fallen, and they all fight within the grounds of Traumatica in this post-apocalyptic world. Uh, They have a nightclub called the Vampire Club in the evening where it's actually in Poseidon, which is a water coaster's station. They transform the station every night to make it into a nightclub. Um, But we kept seeing um, just the hashtag The Forbidden. So this was the second year of Horror um, Horror Night's Traumatica, and there's lots and lots of backstory, lots of subplots, lots of Easter eggs to tie in this crazy big sort of universe. And we kept seeing on Twitter, mainly by Michael Mack, um, hashtag the forbidden. And he even made a post one day saying that um, he will be hiding in the forbidden club or, or something along those lines. Um so for ages, myself and all my German friends and Dutch friends and whatnot were thinking, what the hell is the Forbidden? And then we found out on the grapevine that the Forbidden was actually a secret VIP club for the Mac family on the top floor of the Shadows house, the haunted house. Wow. So that's kind of cool. I was like, well, hang on. So they've created a brand new maze. And on the on the top floor of this maze, there's actually a hidden VIP club for the owners of the park. That's like a pretty cool secret club you want to get into. So it was a myth until the last time I went, which was 2019, where they actually did a uh, mega VIP package where you were welcomed into the forbidden hmm. so so there we go it started off as a myth and it when i say secret club it was like it was 250 euros for this special ticket um and you were after the so throughout the night you got free like fast tracks to all the ride all the mazes um free drinks a VIP area and um, reserved front row seating at the ice show. But then you were able to go into the Forbidden and also do two of the mazes in the pitch black completely by yourself. Um, And then throughout the night in the Forbidden, it got very dark and sexy and weird. And I had a, a gymnast. You weren't even allowed to take your phones in. 
you'd they've put them in an envelope and you weren't allowed to take them out of your envelope. It was that risque and secretive and and so what you're saying no is, is you went to Europa Park and you did some some bounding with Gaston. Basically closest <laughs> close as close you can get to, basically, yeah. Um but yeah, I had uh, gymnastics doing the splits on my face. There were naked dancing under um showers, there was um a magician sort of thing, like um contortionist, there was uh, paint dancing, um there was a virtual reality of Myra Moon, their um uh, what's it called? Their, their icon, who w- was completely naked, and you had someone sort of simulate what the virtual reality was on you. Um, so yeah, it was all very bizarre. It was one of the best nights of my life, if I'm honest. Now, um, I like, I like how you said it was sexy, but then also said there was a magician. I'm just kind of imagining <laughs> all these semi-naked people, and then a magician like going, eh? no, no, eh? the, no, like the magician was also semi-naked, <laughs> obviously. What? Absolutely, but, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. his tricks were terrible because he had no sleeves, but but they were. <laughs> <laughs> Use something else instead. Um, but yeah, it <laughs> this was. This is so weird it was good. to me. I, like, it doesn't sound real. It, that's what. That's so bizarre, isn't it? It's a really bizarre sort of scenario and atmosphere. It was. There was only about maybe fifteen of us in there. What? Absolute tops. Yeah, this sounds so so bizarre. There's basically a strip club in Europa Park. <laughs> well, it's. Yeah, it, I wouldn't call it, it... It was all quite tasteful, to be fair, because it was very well-themed. It was all mm. very much like it felt like you were in a hidden club during the times of a post-apocalyptic world. And it was all sort of with it. But it was very... You would have to be over 18 to go in there. It was adult-ish. Um, I just love the fact that for so long, it was a myth. Like me and my friends and everyone in Europa were trying to figure out, is this club real? What is the forbidden? We didn't even know what the forbidden was for so long. Then we find out it's a secret club. Then we're wondering, is it actually real? Is it really in the shadow's house? And, um, in 2019, it was, it was there. It was on the first floor of the shadow's house. It said the forbidden and, um, they actually rerouted the maze so everyone could go through the forbidden within the maze attraction um but only a select few were were able to do the the vip secret experience which was like i say pretty awesome yeah okay you definitely left the best for last though that is super interesting yeah there we go thanks very much mikey that Thank was you. that was definitely definitely worth the wait so hopefully people haven't just fast forwarded to the end and have listened to the whole episode so you know so i think that brings us to the end of yeah (laughs) let's hope so i think that brings us to the end of the episode uh i think it's been another another great one i think and thank you again uh mikey our our ghost host uh today for another fantastic appearance Are you are you are you enjoying your your stint as uh, as guest host? I'm loving it. Yeah, one it, it's nice to be able to talk about theme parks and with people in the know as well. Um, it's also nice that you do all the editing, so I don't have to deal with that side of things. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I'm having a great time. Thanks, I'm loving it. Yeah, and I think what we'll have to do is when Sam is back in the UK, and I think he is back relatively soon, we'll have to have an episode with Sam on. 
and you on, and and we need to get you to kind of fight to the death, I guess. To the I, to I the death. How... <laughs> um, I'm I'm more of a lover than a fighter. Um, Ooh. but I can, I can pull a good punch. So, my other my other idea is that we'll we'll meet up in a park at some point. I think. Um, a few of us are going to meet. Sorry, up at I'm just going to stop Beach. you there. When you just said meet up in a park, I genuinely just thought like <laughs> a park. Mikey's got a good like right hook. We're going to go to just a park somewhere in a council estate and fight it out. That's that's where my brain went. Then sorry, carry on, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Um. But if not, the other idea is that I think we're going to meet maybe at Blackpool Pleasure Beach at some point in a month or so. So if you're able to join us or if we're able to get together at another park, then I think we might have to think of some sort of challenge that we need to get you both to do and we'll see who wins. I I think I did suggest how many spins you could do on Sky Force, maybe. I I don't know if Sam will have been on that idea. Yeah, I'd probably... Yeah, zero, zero. Oh no, I do. I managed to get two or three in, but then I'll stop myself because I don't really enjoy it. Yeah, well, the the other challenge is maybe we could just get you to sit on the train all day. Maybe <laughs> see if uh, see who can last the longest on the train all day. <laughs> it depends what kind of train. Like, put me in first class, I'll stay all day. Or snob. Well, no, it's it'll be John's Pleasure Beach. No, oh, the, we, oh, yeah, I could do that all not... day. I'll just be Thuzy spotting all day. I'm thinking of actual. <laughs> Actual parks in council estates. You're thinking of just actual normal trains now. Are we even on a theme park podcast at this point? <laughs> no, it's, it's, I, well, uh, I, don't think, I don't think you are. No. I'm, I'm not. No, I've lost it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, Mikey, do you want to just give uh, give ScareTrack a bit of a plug? Just let the listeners know where they can find you and how to communicate with you on the interwebs. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, um, I run ScareTrack, which is the UK's first podcast to showcase the scare attraction in the haunted house industry. Uh, we also dip into a little bit of theme park stuff as well with Coaster Track. Do a whole host of different episodes, like interview episodes on location reviews, uh, discussion and debates. We do mini vlogs. We do behind the screams episode. We do unboxing stuff. We just unboxed an awesome thing from Fear Avon Valley. Uh, so check that out over on our socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and Facebook. Just search for Scare Track. Or if you want absolutely everything Scare Track related, including our episodes, our merch, uh, where to find us, all our contact details, just head straight to our website www.scaretrack.co.uk. Fantastic. Head there now. And uh, and Brett. Um, do you want to let people know about where they can find you on their socials? Uh, yeah, if anyone has any questions or, or any comments about the potentially uh, detrimental things I said about Nemesis Inferno today, um, if, I, if I've if i ruined anyone's uh, um, opinions on that, uh, then by all means, you can find me on Instagram, uh, my theme park related stuff, where I have all of my like theme park related uh, artwork and stuff on there as well, is uh, Theme Parks by Brett. Fantastic. And Theme Park Loopy, you can find us on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. Most importantly, if you're listening to us on your favourite podcast app, maybe like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or or wherever, if you could leave us a review, make sure you click subscribe, give us a rating, that would be absolutely fantastic. I've been continually amazed by the growth in the podcast. I think I was saying uh, to both of you that we probably started uh, a couple of years ago 
probably only getting you know 20 downloads or something like that you know per episode now we're getting you know we've had we've had a thousand downloads already this month and we'd only put out one episode um so it's absolutely fantastic so we thank you for all your support and we hope you're enjoying the podcast and you'll continue to enjoy the podcast so thank you very much so with that being said we will see you again real soon